Tired of searching for sports updates in different places? The Xfinity Sports Zone gives you the ultimate sports hub experience. Find games, commentary, news, and highlights all in one place. Use the voice remote to get instant access to stats and scores. Just say, show me NASCAR or soccer scores. Plus, get notifications with breaking news alerts and more when the game's about to start. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1. Dion Clisso with Preps KC, and uh, we're talking some Class 6 semifinal action, and we bring in Dave Puidall from stlhighschoolsports.com and uh, votes in the rankings and a longtime uh, high school writer. And, and we've done this from time to time. It's been maybe a couple of years since we've, we've done one of these podcasts, but uh, it's fun to check in, especially semifinal round, either in you know any of the classes when we have some St. Louis and Kansas City teams match up. This year's even more special. We've got two and two, and we've got four really good teams. Uh, that have been the three of them have definitely been in in the radar. Liberty North, Lee Summit North, and CBC all season long, all at the top of the rankings. And then Troy Buchanan has earned their spot <laughs> into the Final Four. Um, and wanted to talk to you first about Liberty North and Troy Buchanan. Really, Troy Buchanan, a team that we hadn't, they've been kind of the outside looking in, um, and jumped in there with a big one over Francis Howe last week. No, uh, Troy Buchanan had the most spectacular win over it might've been in the whole state, but it certainly was in this area. I mean, they won in the last play of the game. They beat Francis Howell at Francis Howell, who they had lost to during the regular season. So it was a, is a rivalry game. They, if you can, can call it a rivalry when you've lost at least 23 in a row <laughs> to your opponent, I mean, David, this is going back to Oh four. So it could be even longer since the last time they beat Francis Howell, but Francis Howell actually had to drive uh, 99 yards the last two minutes in the regular season game to, to, to eke out a win against Troy, which when you go back and do the hindsight thing means had Troy held on to win that game, maybe that game is at Troy instead of at Howell, the way the district shook out. Long way around the bend is saying Troy got a touchdown pass from Charo Sutton to uh, Nathan Ryan on the last play to, to score the game-winning touchdown. They didn't even kick the extra point. They were too busy rushing the field. So... So Troy Buchanan is a bit of a surprise. Like I said, it's been a long time since they've beaten Howell, who was in front of them. Um, but here they are, and they're kind of playing with house money. Coach Ryan Nesbitt has been building them for the last, I don't know, five, six years, kind of building them up slowly and steadily. They won a playoff game for the first time a couple, I think two years ago, yeah. um, before coronavirus really kind of you know, shook the, shook the classifications and things up because teams weren't necessarily playing in the spring or we're playing in the spring, we're playing in the fall. So yeah, uh, Sutton is a new, a new guy. They're actually Sutton and the receiver Ryan or new Ryan. Uh, he'd never played football before this, this year. Like they dragged him off the basketball team and pre in off season in summer and convinced him to try it. He caught over 51, he caught 51 passes for, I think a thousand yards. And, and I, I think, 16 17 touchdowns something like that and Sutton is a guy who transferred in from Winfield he's a five foot ten dual threat kind of quarterback he's not the biggest guy you're ever going to see but he's passed for over 2,000 yards he's thrown he passed for over 2,000 yards rushed for over a thousand I think he's accounted for near close to 40 touchdowns between throwing and scoring I mean they've been you know they, they've been really really good this season they're they're three losses though one was to Holt who's currently in the class five uh, quarterfinal uh, and they lost to Francis Howell was the other one. I can't remember off the top of my head who, who else nipped them. And my, oh, um, no, I watched them rally to beat Timberland. I was going to say Timberland was pretty good too. But Troy is kind of, you know, like they, 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 they'll be happy to be here. Like, let's put it yeah. that way. And they're playing 
and they're not going to play with any pressure because I think this is a, a year earlier than they might have anticipated being at this place. So, I mean, in my experience that when, when teams have, it can go one of two ways. They can either hang around in the game because there's no expectations or it can get out of hand because they're playing over their skis, shall we yeah. say. But well, that was a pretty good Francis Howell North team that they beat. So I know Liberty North's been really, really good. We've, we've talked about them before. They, they've been kind of on that same trajectory to get to this point this season. Um, shoot, I think they won, what, 10 in a row after losing down to Bentonville. Bentonville start yeah, year. and really we're down two touchdowns to Bentonville and played them even up. I mean, they've basically been, since the second half of Bentonville, undefeated. <laughs> you know, exactly. That, that's that, so. Yeah. So that's a team that's really rolling and, and has, is, is coming, you know, across the state. They're going to play on Saturday afternoon, I think at one thirty kickoff. So, I mean, Troy plays Saturday games. I don't know how much of a deal that makes this time of year. Cause that's kind of what we do in Missouri when we don't want teams traveling on Friday nights for the most part. So I think Liberty North is certainly the favorite in this game. They certainly have a more of a pedigree, but, but, but Troy's got some guys who who've done some things never done before in school history and when you're 17, 18 years old and, and you're going to have the whole, like literally the whole county behind you, <laughs> and this place will be nuts. Like, like Troy is just, it's got, it's got a beautiful facility. They, they're, they're very successful in other sports. They routinely compete in like softball, girls basketball, yeah. the boys basketball team's pretty competitive. The football was that one glaring spot where they hadn't been really good. And, and now they, they finally got something. I think it's their fourth district title in school history. Like it's, it's it, it's it's a program that that's coming up, so I'm curious to see what they can do on Saturday. Well, and it's not we're not that far a really removed. Good GAC. We're not that far removed from a Blue Spring South team that was a six seed a few years ago, going to Troy and housing them. You exactly. Know? I mean, I mean that's what I'm saying. They had they had some good records that 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 got them up higher in the seeds, but you know some of the teams from here were still just you know, a level above. And that's right, a lot the of schedule that matters yeah. so much. Yeah. And that's, that, that, that means a lot. And you're right. Liberty, the, the, the thing about Liberty North and the thing to keep an eye on this game is, is, you know, it sounds like Troy's got a lot of good skill guys and they're, they're a good team is the depth of player and the size and the physicality, which is what Liberty North is all about. I mean, and you can, and you know, you've seen Carney when, when Greg Jones took them to state championship games, mm -hmm. they would, they were one of the few teams. And I look back at 2015 when they beat Webb city in the state championship game, came out and smacked Webb City in the mouth and, and out physical to Webb City in a state championship game and uh, won that. So, I mean, that's – and that's what he does. I mean, he, he's a big weight room guy. He's always got huge numbers. He's, he's always bringing in great. So, that's going to be a big advantage for them in that sense. And that's the, that's the thing to watch with their games. The other game is, is Athlete Central. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> CBC. And not that Liberty North and Troy don't have athletes. They do have really good athletes. In fact, keep an eye on the uh, middle linebacker from Liberty North, Melvin Lasseter, the second. He's a sophomore – and the word is Alabama, Auburn, you name it. He's a, he's a six foot two, 220 pound man child, a sophomore playing middle, starting middle linebacker for a class six team. So, six but no, two, uh, 220 and he's 16. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's definitely a, a piece of work. Uh, the, <laughs> the other side, Lisa Menorce played pretty well. And they've, you know, they're, they're a team that has never won a district title, never been to the semifinals. They're kind of in that land of, you know, never done anything like this. Uh, CBC is by far probably the best team they ever played. A few years ago, when Rockers went to the state championship game and lost to CBC, they played. They lost in the quarterfinals, you know, district finals to Rockhurst, and they were probably the better team, had more talent, but just didn't didn't weren't able to close that deal. We're missing their quarterback because he was banged up. Um, they're a more complete team now. The defense is really good, and I'm excited to see what what CBC does. I mean, they were outstanding against St. Thomas Aquinas and, and Rockhurst this year. Two teams from our area 
that, that played him. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what this game is like. Well, the, the, the thing about CBC that I, I'm kind of curious is, I mean, they have played the toughest schedule they could possibly put together. They beat a very good, a, a pretty good dismount team. Let's put it that way. I don't know if it's very good, but a pretty good dismount team with a turbo clock in the district semifinal, you know, 42 to seven. They put up 44 points on East St. Louis in week one. I know it's week one, but East St. Louis gave up two points to seven teams <laughs> in Illinois this year. And they play in a conference that's, it was down this year, but it's not like it's a bad conference. I mean, it's a conference that routine that had two other playoff teams in Illinois and you have to qualify. So they had a team qualifying class eight, a, they had another, there are two teams qualifying class eight, a, which is the biggest in Illinois. East St. Louis is the, is the number four seed in class six, a, because they lost two regular season games to IMG Academy and um, St. John Bosco out in California, two of the top four programs in the country. So for CBC to put up 44 points, albeit in week one, on this caliber of defense makes me wonder just what they can do against a, yeah. a, a very athletic um, uh, Lee Summit North team. Because this will probably be the best team that they've seen since East St. Louis, I would imagine, because their, their conference is, you know, Chaminade won a district title, but that, that's a team that CBC has routinely handled. They, like I said, they beat up a pretty good DeSmet team. Uh, they've traveled to Rockhurst. They, they haven't been tested. And this is a senior class that, that spent the last two years getting its head beat in a little bit by the, those pretty good DeSmet teams. So they think this is their year. And I'm, I'm curious to see what they knew. They got three running backs who are all juniors who've, who've all scored 12 touchdowns. Um, they got a, a Jeremiah McClellan's a sophomore wide receiver who just broke the single game record with, I think, 200 and some odd yards receiving the oh. other day. Uh, week nine, actually, I should say, against Edwardsville. Um, the, the reigning class five 100 meter champion is, is the lead running back for CBC. He's over, I think, 800 yards and 12 scores and just averaging an absurd amount of yards per carry because when he gets free, he's hard to catch. He's the state champion track yeah. for a reason. <laughs> <You'd hope. laughs> so, and they got some they got some good thumpers on that defensive line. Uh, Kendall Houston is their lead linebacker. He's the only guy I type in stats every week for our games to watch, and he's the only guy I've come across that has multiple He's got like double digit tackles for loss. He's closing on double digit sacks and he has like six interceptions. I mean, the guy is all over the place. Say, pretty, place it them. A... It's a hard thing to do. Uh, they got a big junior uh, defensive lineman named Tyler Gant, who who's big, strong, and, and is, is starting to get that, that power five juice really rolling his way. I mean, I mean, KU is throwing him offers as a freshman, take it for what it is, you know, big KU knocking off the horns, horns they're, down. They're, they're starting horns to act down. like a, they're, they're starting to act like a, a a power five school they may be they might be getting back they may be getting back into that that group so yeah no I, I, the one that, that's gonna is be a guy in... who can really make a lot of plays for them big big strong kid and if, if he's real involved in, in what cbc's doing their defense will, will be you know be hard to score on hard to move the ball on so and they, then, and they got some they got a couple of experienced guys out at the corner spots too so they've got some dudes and the quarterback, Patrick Hightart. I mean, it, it, they're, they're really interesting situation. He didn't get the starting job until midway through last year. And last year, St. Louis didn't start playing football until the first weekend in October. So he didn't start out as a starter as a junior, just trading the gig with Aiden Robinson Wayne, who is now a senior and also still on the team. He's a wide receiver this year. He's the second leading wide receiver on the team behind McClellan. So Hightart's a guy who stuck it out and, and won the job and has been absolutely spectacular for them. He, he throws the ball really well, avoids pressure, and, uh, and can run when he absolutely has to. He's not afraid to, to put his head down lower his shoulder either. He's got, I think, about nine rushing touchdowns because they use him in short-yarded situations. He's, he's not going to break free, but if, if they're down close, he certainly is an option. 
So it'll be it'll be fun to see what the cadets can do as we you know we see we could have an all Kansas City matchup. Yeah. We could have an all St. Louis area matchup. I, my my guess is one and one. That's which yeah. one and one. I, I would assume CB and Liberty North. We've been kind of been pushing toward that game all year, but we're dealing with high school kids. It could be. <laughs> You don't know. It could be. It could be. Any of these four teams could be there uh, in in Columbia next Saturday playing for the championship. It's it'll be it'll be awesome. It's what we especially yeah, in St. No. Louis. We've been waiting a year for this. It's good. Yeah, no, no doubt. And um, you know, as much as I want all Kansas City, a, a Liberty North CBC, or even at least on the North Troy St. Louis Kansas City games are fun. Uh, and that's just sports writer talk because we like to sit in the sit in the press box there at Furrow Field and talk trash to each other and have fun and. Eat Shakespeare's, which we've done, we've done several times before. Time or two. <laughs> Time or two. And, uh, uh, but no, it's, uh, it, it, before we let you go, um, because those, those two games are, are head to head, we're, we're probably, you know, we're a week away for some other games. Um, we'll start in class five. We've got Green Valley and Fort Osage playing, and they're going to get the winner of Holt and Fort Zumwalt North. And Chaminade. I really, Chaminade, sorry, Chaminade and, and Holt. And, and the Holt team is the team that was re- really good and, six last year i mean they they were a solid team and uh I, that's a team i'm kind of keeping an eye on and shaman has been pretty solid all season haven't they i mean that's what, what do you think about that game who, who do you think that the winner of our game will get in that game well i'm i would be surprised if holt doesn't find a way to win i mean again that's another that's another team that has done some things it hasn't done in a long time first district i think you know i think it's his fourth or fifth district title for that squad they were i think one and nine the senior class and they were freshmen maybe two and eight and the program has just had to to slow build, and this senior class is the one that really kind of started to see a lot of the transition from from homecoming cupcake to oh man, we don't want to see them. Yeah. So they got they, they got guys all over. Their quarterback is is rewriting the school record book for career and in, in single season. Uh, Cooper Brown, he, he's over two thousand yards passing. I want to say thirty seven touchdowns. Last check. Kyle Weebling is, is their, their lead running back. He's over a thousand yards, I think 17 touchdowns. Uh, Jackson Smith, like I got, I got wide receivers here in town. We do the preseason all Metro team. My first wide receivers, Luther Burden, the third, who is a top player at his position in the country headed to Mizzou. Second player is Kevin Coleman, who is his five choices or Florida state, Oregon out like those kinds of places. He'll announce at the all-star game over, over the holidays. And my third guy, my third wide receiver was Jackson Smith for Holt, who's all of five foot nine, but is a lightning bug. You can't catch him. He, they get the ball to him in all sorts of situations in space. He's over a thousand total yards. I think he leads the team with 20 some on touchdowns. Um, he's been absolutely dynamite for them. I mean, I got two guys going to super like that have legitimate NFL aspirations and a five, eight guy who, who can't be caught because he's just that, you know, he's just that speedy and shifty. So Holt is, is really, really good. They got a, a Ethan Place as their head coach. And if you don't know his story, I highly recommend you Google it. He was a sniper in the military who uh, was coaching down at Joplin. And then it's recently, like in the last five years, I want to say, required a kidney transplant. He got some of his old, co- one of his old coaching buddies donated a kidney. I mean, he's just an amazing story. We did something on him a couple of years ago, but Ethan Place is, is Holt's head coach. So they're I mean, that, that's just a really neat story, and um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do. But Chaminade is, has played its best ball here late. I mean, they're in the conference with, with CBC and DeSmet, both of whom handled them pretty handily. They played MICDS Week 9, another team that's in a Class 4 that I'm sure we'll uh-huh. get to here in a minute, who's, who's been really, really good, made the title game last year in Class 4. So MICDS put a pretty big number up 
on them. And so did Lutheran St. Charles, who in class two yeah. is playing in a quarterfinal on Friday night and, and has looked really, really solid this season and, and has its own championship aspirations. So Chaminade's strength of schedule is, is as good as pretty much as good as you're going to find um, around the area. So they'll be in it to, you know, I, I think for most of the game, I don't know that they'll, they'll, you know, get blown off the field. They got Cam Epps who's been doing a lot of work for them on both sides of the ball. He's headed to, Oklahoma State as a in the defensive secondary, but he's the quarterback, he's the running back, he's the wide receiver. He, you know, wherever Chaminade needs him, he goes out to make it happen. So I, but I would be surprised if Holt doesn't hold serve and and advance to the semifinals next week. Well, and for I think that MICDS is the team that we've all looked at over here um, as a team that uh, probably would get a chance to play at Smithville or Lincoln Prep. Not trying to downgrade Lincoln Prep. Great year, beat Cardinal Ritter. Beat one at Maryville, uh, you know, beat center, um, beat Harrisonville. Eh, Harrisonville's not quite Harrisonville, but beat Harrisonville. Uh, and then Nevada, solid Nevada team last week, handled them. But Smithville's really, really good. And I think that they're a team that's, you know, they've been ranked number one all season. And, I, you know, I think we'll find out. I, I, I'm not trying to downgrade St. Dominic, but I feel like that the MICDS is probably the major favorite in that game. Aren't well, they? I again, that's a, that's a week eight. Week seven, I think they they played. I mean, and MICDS won pretty handily. St. Dominic won its first district in school history last week. Um, you know, they, they I think MICDS has ended St. Dominic's season twice in the last six or seven years because of the way the districts have shaken out. So yeah, I mean, MICDS and, and Coach Fred Bouchard, Doctor Fred Bouchard, Doctor Fred, Doctor Fred, Doctor Fred Bouchard. Um, are, are a heavy favorite. They got Reagan Andrew, who was our preseason All Metro quarterback, first team. He's, he's the only guy in town that's been to two state championship games and came back for his senior year. He, he's a dual threat guy thrown for 2000 yards. Hasn't rushed for as many as I thought he would. He's only just creeping in on 600, but scored 15 touchdowns thrown for another 20 something. Um, doesn't generally turn the ball over a whole lot. They got playmakers at all kinds of positions, two guys in uh, Steve Hall. And I just lost the other young man's name. Oh, that's going to drive me nuts. Steve Hall. And Damn it, I can't remember his name, but he'll have to forgive me for this. Um, but both of those guys missed the uh, parts of last year because they were injured, and MICDS still managed to, to mess around and get to the championship and uh, before falling to Helias. So I, I just thought with a full year of Coach Dr. Fred, uh, your varsity, you know, your veteran varsity quarterback coming back, all your playmakers coming back, that, you know, a couple guys on the line, I thought they had enough pieces to be really, really stout, and they have. They they played Park Hill Central to an absolute dynamite game, I want to say week two, where they tried to blow out the scoreboard. I think the final was something like 59-54. It was bananas. Um, Park Hill Central, who is playing still and, and won its district last week as well in class class three. Yeah. So uh, MICDS is, is, is on a mission. So and, and I don't think St. Dominic will stop them from that mission. St. Dominic's got a nice running back in Jackson Overton, who's, who scored 25 some odd touchdowns, rushed for 2,000 yards, been the engine uh, for their offense. But I, I don't think the Crusaders have the horses to to rein in MICDS uh, at this time. Real quick, Class Three: Cardinal Ritter, Owensville on the other side, or on this side of the bracket with uh, the, the surprise team out here, Pleasant Hill. Though they beat Boonville in Week One, and that's not—I mean, they, they just—they're—they're they're a really solid team in St. Pius, who was in the Class Two state championship last year. What is it? Is it a Cardinal Ritter or is Owensville? Is it a is it a more of a toss up game? Well, Owensville Cardinal Ritter played last year in the first round of districts, and I think Cardinal Ritter beat them fifty one seven. Okay. So, <laughs> but last year Luther Bird in the third played for Cardinal Ritter. Yeah. You know that's that's part of it. I mean Ritter limped into the playoffs, but their strength strength of schedule, 
-hmm. They played Jackson. They played at Jackson, at St. Mary's, who's the number one team in class three and and beat Valley 55 to seven the other day. And then they play Then Jackson came to Cardinal Ritter. They played the class five, reigning class five champ twice in three weeks because schedule just let it happen. And neither of them could find another opponent they were willing to play. So they lost at Bowling Green in week nine. And then they got a, they got a, a forfeit from, I think, East Prairie uh, for their first round of districts. And then, and then, you know, whooped the St. Charles West team pretty bad. I, I 50 some odd to, to nothing uh, in the district semifinal stunned Lutheran North last week with a 2018 win. And that's a Lutheran North team that wasn't as strong as, as we thought it might be. I, I had them pegged top five this year, uh, top three, depending on small schools and what class. So Cardinal Ritter going in there really, really surprised me and getting that win surprised me. I thought Lutheran North would be in that position. So Cardinal Ritter here again, playing with house money, but they're in the semifinals last year. They lost to, to Blair Oaks in a, in a tough semifinal where Luther Burden did get hurt and did not finish that game, but they were in it until he uh, was unable to continue playing. So Cardinal Ritter is a group that you have to kind of tip your cap to at this point they got a couple of young guys in key positions they're figuring some things out they, they brought back most of their o-line and d-line who are still i want to say a lot of juniors and sophomores figuring things out but you know the lions the lions look pretty salty so i'm curious to see what they can do now that they're not messing with the you know jacksons and the bowling mm-hmm. greens and the saint mary's of the world well like i said that uh the the pious uh pleasant hill game is going to be one of our best games probably out here this week and, and we're, we're definitely looking forward to that well dave uh we will probably chat again next week and 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 go from there especially as we get closer to state championships and and probably in the off season too These are, the zoom has made this a very easy way to do to do conversations and i think it's funny that we have uh, a pandemic showed how you could do a lot of multimedia type stuff and people really really eat it up and enjoy it and i'm not, not sure why they enjoy watching a couple sports writers hash it out but you know hey i'll take it <laughs> it's always good to it's always good talking not, to you. We're not here to judge people's tastes. We're just here to provide content. Beyond. It's all content now. It's all we do. I, I had another one where I was I was taking some heat on Twitter for something and uh, with Mick Schaefer, and he said, "Well, hey, at least you know they're watching." <laughs> like, That's true. <laughs> at least we know. At least we know that the people are watching. So, well, hey, Dave, uh, looking forward to it again, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Dion.